Yo, welcome everybody to episode 12 of Veterans with Benefits. What's going on, bud? What's up, brother? What's up, man? I am your host, former Staff Sergeant Roland Spurbeck, and with me as always, like a rock in my shoe, is... Former Staff Sergeant Kyle McBride. Former Staff Sergeant Kyle McBride. I don't know how you made staff, but you made it. <laughs> I don't know. Great staff. So, uh, we got... Yeah, man, we got a pretty good show today. We got a pretty good guest. Um, right before we call him out, I want to uh, give the uh, VW Universe a couple Christmas ideas for presents, and then we'll bring them out. Um, like always, you guys um, order anything off Spruce Candle Company, use the code VWB, get 15% off. Mm-hmm. Um, one more thing, I want you guys to go check out the AmericanChristmasFlag.com. Now, I just got some stuff from these guys. Um, they're vet-owned, vet-made. They make flags, mugs, aprons, pillows, blankets. I just got a flag off them. Um, it's really cool, good quality. It's a unique little gift that I think uh, people won't people appreciate. So uh, go check them out. And now that that's done, let's bring out our guest. So this guy has been in the Air Force for, I think, about I think he's been in the Air Force for what, like 70 years or something like that? He's old. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he's uh, he's a published uh, author. Is yeah. it Arthur or author? Author, bitch. Author. Yeah, man, fuck. Public school. <laughs> Public school, dude. Author. Arthur. Published, published Arthur three times over. All right. Let's welcome Brian Sharkey. Hey, guys. What's up? What's up, bud? Hey man, I'm really I'm really excited to have you on, man. Yeah, man, thanks for being on. Yeah, no problem. Thank you for inviting me. It's it's a it's an honor and a privilege. It Thank is, you. It really is an honor and a privilege to talk to the two of us. <laughs> well, to talk to the two of you, I don't know about that, but you know, podcasting things that's cool. Yeah, I mean, we are the greatest podcast of all time. I I will agree. with I've that. looked up the science, and yeah. it's real. You can Google it. You can. Yeah. Google it. <laughs> Fucking, you can Google it. Yeah. I don't give a shit. It's worth Google it. It's worth for, it. For a guy that doesn't know the difference between author and Arthur, I, I, I'm sure Google is your friend. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, to be honest, I use Bing. I don't even use Google. <laughs> so, she uh, used DuckDuckGo. So, uh, Sharky, um, when did you enlist in the military? What year? Uh, August of 1995. 95. I want to yeah. see. Man. So, uh, yeah, you've seen a lot, dude. Um, I think I was in, uh, I think 95, I was in eighth grade. <laughs> this is, yo, you're the first guest. You're, you know, you're, you're the second guest, but you're, you're the first guest that's actually like in a leadership role. Yeah. But yeah. If you guys don't know that Sharky's still in the military, your guard, right? yeah. your guard, right? Uh, it's it's called AGR. It's the best kept secret in the Air Force. I would say it's a active role. I'm still active military. We are just under a different tent, if you will. I'm under uh, the reserve, the the reserve, the reserve tent. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, I, that's pretty cool. I, I, mean, I uh, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, no, no big deal. I uh, I just um. I supervise like three guys in a AFE shop, like you guys are AFE, so you know what I'm talking about. And um, we uh, do all the stuff for AFE for uh, five different kinds of aircraft on, uh, uh, I can say it, I'm sure, Hill Air Force Base, Utah. Yeah, I don't think I've ever been to Utah before. Maybe I have. I don't know. Probably not. Beautiful. Should come on out. You can you can stay in my basement. <laughs> no thanks. <laughs> anytime well, I don't someone, want the anytime kids someone invites me to their basement, I'm not going. <laughs> yeah. Somebody somebody who writes horror books wants you to stay in their basement. Yeah. <laughs> You're rubbing lotion all over your skin by the end of it. Yeah. Uh, totally. Totally. Yo. So okay. So in '95, um, what was basic like back then, dude? Because I mean, I know you know it wasn't like super hard when we went through. I went through in '05, and Kyle went through in '04. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, were they well, were they slapping the shit out of you? 
<laughs> no, no, I would, uh, I would love to embellish a bit on it, but it wasn't. There was no hands-on stuff. It wasn't as bad as the Marine Corps, or, or I would say even, even probably the the Army. But um, it wasn't like there's no hands-on stuff. They they still were allowed to curse at you. Um, they got in your face, and you know during these times of of COVID, I'm sure they have to maintain a six foot distance, but. Uh, now, not, well, back then, anyway, they were in your face, spitting all over the place and, you know, making you do push-ups and yelling and screaming. It was, you know, what most people think that basic training is or was. Yeah. Kyle, one of these weeks, we have to have we have to have somebody that's been in the military, like, recently to ask them what, what boot camp's like now with COVID. That's what we, we need to get someone like that. Yeah. I don't know anybody that young, though. Well, we've got listeners, and if uh, somebody wants to throw a name toward us or, you know, see if somebody like that that's brand new to the military wants to be on the podcast, um, that's not too afraid to to come on, um, hit us up. You know, you can reach out to us and tell them where they can reach us, Rob. Um, you can reach us on our Facebook, our Instagram, our Twitter. Uh, email us at veteranswithbenefits at yahoo.com. Especially if you got someone like that who wants to talk about their experience with boot camp during COVID, mm-hmm. like that would be nice. So Sharky, like, so you're in right now. What is it like, like working in a shop? Like, is everyone everyone's wearing masks and shit right now, right? Yeah, I mean, we, pretty much we have that the protocol. Um, we have to split up shifts. I try not to get more than two people in the shop at a time. Honestly, uh, it, it makes it hard for different things like QA and, you know, pilots coming in and out. You guys know how that is. Yeah. Yeah. Like fitting um, pilots up and shit. Like, yeah. How do, guys, how do you get around that? Well, you don't like, you still have to do your job. That's, that's part of the thing. Honestly, we've had uh fairly good luck. Like uh, our guys were one of the only guys that continued to fly through most of the COVID stuff. And they flew all over the country. They were exposed to a lot of different hotspots, but you know, they did everything they were supposed to do and, and knock on wood, only our, our quote unquote family members have, have uh, gotten it. But for the most part, I think we only had one squadron member that for sure had it. But so we're doing everything we're supposed to do, the whole sanitation process, all that jazz. But yeah, but yeah, it's all right. Um, so, uh, story time. You guys okay with that? Oh, I'm love- always ready for story time. <laughs> so one of the reasons i love your pot you guys podcast so much is that it reminds me me personally i wasn't uh too much of a dirtbag airman but um hey, there are a lot of here. but you got the dirtbag airman that's what i'm trying to say <laughs> it's but here's what i'll say you guys are the reason why you make the Air Force the Air Force. You might have been you might have tried to get out of work and you know steal pallets of ho hos and shit like that. But I'll tell you, for every one of you guys, there was a guy that needed one of you guys there just to lighten the mood, to make it feel better because they're away from their family, just young guys coming in. Like your guys, you guys are the ones I would point to and be like, hey, these guys know their shit. They're a little rough around the edges, but um, so, so basically, me and Kyle are heroes. You're saying. Yeah, basically, yeah, you're 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 uh, Air Force heroes. That's cute. I agree. That's what I'm so, uh, so the, honestly, that's that's one of the reasons I started listening. I know Kyle from the back uh, from uh, a conference we went to. So, uh, other than that, uh, I listen to you guys because I think it's uh, it's it's cool what you guys are doing. You're getting out there and showing the the real side of the military, not, not the, the fake trumped up stuff they always talk about. So with going with that, I met my first dirtbag airman in basic training. Didn't know what a dirtbag airman was until I met this guy. Uh, I'm not going to say where he's from cause it might make me sound bad, but, and, and I don't remember his name cause you know, I'm old as dirt. So, um, this guy, so we had details. You guys still do details and shit back in basic training where you had to like go around and pick up cigarette butts and shit like that? I, I was do I did the uh I had laundry duty. Laundry, yeah. So we had our normal like laundry duty, KP, things like that. But back then they were just trying to get people to stop smoking in the Air Force. They made you sign this 
this bullshit waiver that was like, I will not smoke cigarettes as long as I'm enlisted in the Air Force, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, they did all that to try to get, they're trying to go through that whole phase of uh, keeping people from smoking, which obviously we all know if you're in our career field, didn't work that well. Yeah, no. So, so this guy, he was, uh, he was a little rough around the edges, um, folding some clothes and he, I see him kind of walk in from his detail and he, he kind of looks around all suspicious and he reaches in his pocket and he pulls something out and he goes over to the dorm chiefs. You guys talked about dorm chiefs for a little bit over uh, to his locker and opens up his front, his top drawer and like shuffles around in there and closes it and like walks away. And he sees that I saw him and he looked at me and he's gives me the, the stink eye and he's like, Hey, don't say nothing. And I'm like, I'm like, I, I mean, I'm from, I'm from, backwoods deep from middle of nowhere montana so I, I know that snitches get stitches so i don't say nothing right so we have a dorm inspection no shit 20 minutes later uh we're all lined up in front of our lockers uh ti comes in and long story short he gets over to the dorm chief's wall locker and he opens it up picks up a couple of shirts rolls of underwear whatever we had back then and finds like four cigarette butts in the bottom of his wall locker <laughs> and goes insane. Of course, you guys remember T.I.'s, you know, he's in his face. He's got the guy back to a corner. He's like, you know, I expect you to be in leadership roles, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, of course, he, he was he was cool enough to be like, you know, sir. Er- oh, by the way, we didn't say trainee last name back then. We said airman back then. And we were also wearing um you know old school woodland camo back then too and yeah yeah me and kyle had the woodland camo oh you guys had the woodland stuff okay yeah yeah. so so he goes uh he goes uh you know airman so-and-so reports is ordered i uh i don't even smoke and of course the the ti you could see like the clue light go on and he's like oh yeah this guy don't smoke so he's yelling he's screaming he's like who did this you know if anyone did this and this this dorm chief is like in tears at this point because he he knows he's going to get in trouble but he you know doesn't know whatever they end up pulling us down into those uh those little school like schoolhouse rooms like the little rooms that were in the bottom of the area where you guys like did your studying and they taught you stuff you guys remember those yeah 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 classroom yeah so he pulls us down our whole flight goes in there and he he has the cigarette butts in his hand and he's like he's like well here we have marlboro camel and newport he goes so whoever threw cigarettes at the bottom of this thing he goes you couldn't even think to use the same brand man like you you gotta, you, you gotta understand that this looks suspicious, obviously. So, yeah, he go, and of course he's quoting Air Force uh, core values and and all that shit. And he's like, um, "I'm gonna step out of the room, and um, I'm telling you right now, you guys work this out amongst yourselves. I'll give you five minutes, but um, remember your first core value. You guys remember your first core value? What's your first core value?" Yeah, we've been through this in, the, in another episode. I can't remember all three of them. Integ- <laughs> I know Ka- Integ- Kyle probably can. Uh, I, I do. That's why I kind of called you. It's go ahead, Kyle. What do you got? Integrity first. That's right. Very good. Yeah, integrity first. Service before self, and always drink milk. I don't know the other one. <laughs> Ex- excellence and all we do. But yeah, that is, that's, that's right. Close. That's 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 close. So he he of course. Uh, quotes the first Air Air Force value before he leaves. He's like, hey, integrity first, and I'll tell you guys, if you guys don't come to a decision by the time we come back in here, I'm recycling the entire flight. So now, everybody's like, oh, shit. Well, unbeknownst to me, this dude that had done the cigarettes, uh, cigarette thing had went and told one of his buddies who also didn't like the dorm chief. So now he looks over at me and he's giving me the stinky eye. I mean, I'm, I'm Kyle knows I'm a I'm a fairly large character, so um, you're not gonna scare me that much. So I was just looking at him like, okay, whatever, you know. And I'm like, I'm not gonna say anything because I like, I don't, I'm not gonna do that. So this other guy, they start arguing and they're they're fighting over this other guy that he tells them, and finally they just come out and they're like, hey, so this dude did it. I'm not getting recycled for anybody. This guy gets it. 
T.I. comes back in and he's like, all right, I'm going to give you one more shot. If the person that did it stands up, tells me right now, I won't be too hard on you. And he stands up and he's like, yeah, I did it. And he's like, he's like, you sure you did it? And he's like, yeah, I did it. And he grabs him, takes him outside, you hear him screaming at him. And we never saw that kid again. I don't even know what happened to him, but it definitely wasn't a good thing. God damn. So about two weeks later, and that was honestly, that was, that was pretty early in there. A couple weeks later, we had this other guy. You guys all know the dude, right? He's in your flight. Um, he's like 35 years old or 32, you know, just beat the cutoff age limit. Everyone else in there is 18. And this dude like has a wife and four kids and a mortgage. (laughs) You know, he's like that guy, right? And he just he's cocky because he already knows the world, but he's still scared as fuck like everyone else is when they first go in. And he so he's getting yelled at by uh she was like uh I don't know, I think our regular TI was having a kid or something, so this she was kind of a trainee T.I. Her name, uh, I can say her name. I'm sure she, whatever. Her name was Senior and Civic. I do remember her. And she comes up and gets, yeah. <laughs> so she she gets in his face and she's like yelling at this guy. And like I said, this guy's like 30 years old. And she gets done yelling and he says, "Are you done?" And she said, "What did you say?" Like yelled at him. And he goes. I'm older than you. You can't tell me what to do. <laughs> and she just lit him up, man. Like basic training was, I don't. So the little bit I do know is that my, um, my daughter uh, also went through basic training. She's coming up on her first four years in the air force. Mm-hmm. Motherfucker. How old are you? Uh, dude, I had kids when I was 17 years old. So I, I am, I am 43. Yo, I- <laughs> When you yo, when you brought up basic, I th- honestly thought you were gonna say that you wore those green fatigues. Oh, the the regular green ones? No, I think I missed those by a couple years. <laughs> not not much from what I hear, but so my uh, my daughter uh, went through basic uh, almost four years ago, three and a half years ago, I'd say, and I went to her graduation, and it was a lot different. Like uh, the small story I do have from that is she's uh we're waiting and we see this other flight roll up and it's like their first week in blues <laughs> and this guy drops his hat and he bends down grabs his hat and of course the the ti rolls around the corner gets in like gets in the guy's face and i like nudge my wife and i'm like watch this it's about to go down he gets in this dude's face and he and i can't hear anything we're only like we're only like 30 feet away and he's just like whispering the guy and the guys and the guy says something back and he just walks away. And I'm like, what in the Sam hell just happened? Like no yelling, no making this dude get in the dirt, no doing push-ups. I'm like, this is a bunch of bullshit. So I bring it up to my daughter later and she's like, Dad, it ain't, it ain't like it used to be. It's not like that anymore. And I'm like, Wow, I, I guess I'm out of the loop. I guess I don't know. Yo, man, give give your daughter a shout out, dude. Is she still in the air force? Yeah, she is. Yeah, her name's Sadie Sharkey. She's married to uh Tristan Blevins. So I guess her name is Sadie Sharky Blevins. They're actually coming down to visit me. It'll be here in a couple hours. So Kyle, why yo, why don't you remind me of this, Kyle? Dude, we <laughs> fucking t- we've been talking for 20 minutes. We forgot that this motherfucker just had a kid, like just had a grandkid. Dude. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, he's it's weird being a grandpa, man. That kid's awesome. You'll love him. So yeah, one of the things you guys don't talk about because you know you are young little whippersnappers. And um, Kyle, you were uh, life support before you were AFE, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. Did you do uh, survival school? SBA. Yeah. Yeah, I went through SBA. Did you? Did you? Did you go go through water and just regular land and water? It was just regular land. It was like cold as fuck outside. It was uh. Shit, well, I don't even remember what month it was, but I remember it, man. Dude, it was so cold. So we had we went through in February, and again, like, you know, Washington State, super cold. Roland can't say much on this. He was just a maintenance guy, so he don't know. Yeah. Well, no, and trust me, any schools that came up, I wasn't allowed to go. Well. <laughs> they, nah, tr- yeah, anytime they were, anytime, like, an opening came up with, the, with those kind of survival schools, 
trust me, my name got brushed over. They were like, no, we're not sending you anywhere. You're an asshole. Like, Kyle, yo, Kyle can attest, like, I'm not good with nomenclature and just shit in general that's new. Anytime I train, anytime I train somebody, everything was the thing. Yo, grab that thing, put it in this. I don't, yo, I don't, I never used a TO. What? So anybody oh, you can't say that out loud. That's bad, man. <laughs> I can say whatever the fuck I want because I'm not in the Air Force anymore. <laughs> and you know what? I never killed anybody. That's true. I looked at that picture one time and I was good. Yeah, see, you had, you had the brains. So, uh, survival school, I got this guy from, well, it was so cold, so they had us uh, team up. We had uh, two people that built our own little shelter, and it snowed. It was dropped below zero, and it was freezing cold, and I had... You guys remember packing? Did you guys pack survival kits? Yeah. You know that orange and uh, silver thin little freaking blanket thing that had rolled up in a little ball? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That still worked. Yeah. So I grabbed one of those before I went to survival school. I threw it on the inside of my bag, my sleeping bag. I went to sleep and I was nice and warm. Got up in the morning. I unzipped it. Steam rose. I was a happy camper. I look over this kid. He's from Florida. He's as young as I am. Mind you, this is this is only a few months after I get out of basic training and tech school. And in my first year in the military, this is like went in in August, survival school, February. And this guy, uh, he's freezing and he's pissed at me, freezing cold, he's shaking. And I'm like, what's going on? And he's like, my, you know, my toes, they're black icicles, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like. Yeah, it's cold up here. And he's like, you northern people, man. I don't know how the hell you do this. And he's like, he's just going crazy. He's pissed. So our instructor, we all go out and we, we do the some other survival stuff. And, and, and this guy just can't hack it, man. Like, he just cannot hack it. So they do this thing in survival school where um, in the beginning, like, they do a little group. And then they do this thing where if you don't do well, they'll kind of try to do it one-on-one to try to help you along through the process a little bit uh, to see if they can get you to graduate. So you don't like tap out. So they grab this kid and they decide they're going to do one-on-one on them. And they're like, Hey, pack up all your stuff. Um, pack up your, uh, your tent mates uh, sleeping bag and throw it next to his bag. We're going to do a one-on-one with you. And he takes off and he goes, and we all pack up our packs and we're doing some other stuff out in the woods and it's time to build the shelter and go lay down again, right? So middle of the night, I'm unpacking, I take my sleeping bag out and lay it down and I open it up and I don't have that thing inside my sleep bag anymore. And I'm like, Hell yeah. I'm like, motherfucker stole my sleeping bag with my thing in it. Like I was so pissed off at him. I was like, another dirt bag airman. That's another dirt bag airman. Can do. Gotta watch his motherfuckers, know, man. man. You can't show you can't show you got cool. Right, shit. he was sly, man. I got a sly. I think he was. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, I I had to give him a little bit of props for learning how to survive a different way. So it was no big deal. So hey, so I want to. Uh, okay. No, oh, no, sorry. no. Go ahead. Sorry. You know what? I want to ask you um about uh any deployments you got, but before I just got, I just got a message um from our chat room. Mm-hmm. I got a que- I got a question for you. Okay. So at at Dougie asks, when you're eating a hot dog, <laughs> do you bring the hot dog to your mouth or do you move your mouth towards the hot dog? <laughs> I don't know why he asked that, but it, you know, uh, I smash it down like a pancake and eat it with a knife and fork. Oh shit. I never heard that. All right. That's <laughs> fucking weird. <laughs> Kyle, Kyle brings bring it. my whole body toward like my hands stay stationary, <laughs> and I move that I I saw in a three minute documentary online on uh, <laughs> things weight down into your throat, <laughs> and I track <laughs> the whole foot long coney down in one bite. That's impressive. So far, yeah, thanks. Do you, uh, you have so a reflex? Eight nine inches of uh, that chili uh, coney dog down my throat so not to brag or anything but i'm i'm basically ready for this to be an olympic sport because i'm gonna start fucking people up (laughs) that's impressive that is impressive stuff right there i mean yeah i feel like it's career building 
you know, like trying to make it stop like everybody else. Okay. Yeah. There's like, there's like the regular Olympics and there's like the special Olympics and there's like the hot dog swallowing Olympics. Then there's the fucking Boone County Olympics, which is <laughs> what Kyle. I'm the sexy one. Yeah. It'd be so bad that the special Olympics guys will make fun of you for it. Yeah. Yeah. They took her baby. <laughs> He's kind. <laughs> so you you were asking about uh, deployment. So uh, again, it's my first year in the military, and uh, I was uh, went on a deployment to Kobar Towers in Saudi Arabia, 1996. We got there in June. Uh, I was there about ten days, and. On June 25th, a um, little after 10 o'clock at night, we had the Cobar Towers bombing went off. Killed uh, 19 airmen and wounded over 300 of us. God, That's man. crazy, man. Like, I, I don't mean to put a somber mood to it, but I just want to kind of throw that out there a little bit. And uh, the reason I bring it up is because of the story. Of course, you always have to have a story with this. So... I just get back from downtown. I bought a bought something for my, my girlfriend at the time. And uh, sitting on the back of the couch, I got my head resting against the sliding glass window in Cobar Towers. We're all watching TV. TV shuts off and shuts back on. Sounds like that. It felt like you were like in a vacuum. Like all the sound, all the air like rushed out of the room. We all kind of looked at each other like, what's going on here? And then boom, it happened. We, I'm, I flew across the room, had three pieces of glass stuck in my head. The rest of my guys are across the room. Uh, our boss at the time, uh, we'll just call him Eric at the time. He's a, he's in his room asleep. And the rest of us airmen are out in our little, in the little living room area. And, um, you know, we all crawled through the glass to get behind the little shelter behind the walls to get away from the windows like we're all trained to do. And um, Eric comes out. And he's in his he's in his pure white boxers, and he's scratching his balls with one hand. He's rubbing his eyes with another, and he looks over at us. We're all sitting on the floor, all bleeding, and he's like, "What the fuck are you guys doing out here? I'm trying to fucking sleep." <laughs> this podunk Nebraska cornfed corn cornfed fed dude. All the bombing did was woke him up. And he was just pissed off because we woke him up. We're like, hey, Sergeant so-and-so, you got to get your clothes on. There was a bombing. He's like, no, there wasn't. And one of my guys, uh, his name was Matt. Matt's like, dude, look around you right now. And, of course, you know, our air conditioner is blowing off on the ground. And there's glass everywhere. Furniture turned over. Everything's destroyed. And he's like, oh, shit. Okay, well. I'll see you in a minute. <laughs> he gets out his uniform, like like nothing to have a man. Just we go out, we we start helping people and stuff. But that honestly, that was that was a, a really cool little thing. It kind of we all started laughing and it, and it kind of brought the the mood down a little bit. But so, um, did you uh not to cut you off, but did you know uh Butenti? No, who, who was the name again? Buchanan. No, I did not know. Buchanan. Oh, he he's a, a survival guy, and he was there at the same time. He was uh, there when it got bombed as well. He got a Purple Heart. Uh, I don't know, like, what injuries he suffered. I used to fuck with him and tell him that he, like, stepped on some glass and, like, scraped his feet around and shit so he could get a Purple Heart. Did he get pissed, off? Uh, did he get huh? pissed off when you said that? No, nah, no, nah. he he took it in, in good humor because he knew my story, like of what happened. Like, um, I I suffered uh, getting some rocks like shot into my scalp because of a uh, a mortar where it hit. You know, I got very little damage to me. Like, didn't hurt me really all that bad, but they did like talk about writing a Purple Heart, and it basically got shot the fuck down, which I didn't really care about in the first place. But like, he used to have it on his desk. So, because mine got shot down, you know, um, I would fuck with him and say, like, oh, yeah, you just, like, scraped your feet around with some glass and shit, you know. <laughs> so, they, you want to know, so I'm, I'm glad you said that. Honestly, uh, we walk in this 
this dude's room and he he wanted to be called Ray Ray. Ray Ray's in his room and he's screaming through the top of his lungs. And uh, another med tech comes in, like smacks him in the mouth. He's like, what the hell are you screaming about? And he's just, he kind of, he's in shock. So he comes out of it and he looks down, his foot's bleeding. He's like, my foot's bleeding. So the, the bombing blew up. It freaked him out. He jumped out of bed. And when he jumped down on the ground, he, no kidding, got a big old piece of glass in his toe. And um, later on, they were going around uh, about a week later and they were passing around a piece of paper that they wanted you to put down your name your social, your social and any injuries you had. And they were going to do the, the old and, you know, investigation stuff to see who got a purple heart. Uh, my shop got together and decided that, you know, there was 19 people that died. So we weren't going to take a purple heart for that. You know what I mean? Which hindsight, maybe you should have purple heart gets you a lot of stuff, man, free college and free college, everything. So, um, but we decided not to, we turned it down. And uh, Ray Ray ended up with a Purple Heart. No joke. So I don't know what he put on there, but <laughs> I know the truth about what happened. So that it's 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 crazy. So because uh, Cobar got all jacked up, um, everybody moved. They took our shop and everything. We we had all of our pilot's gear and plastic bags sitting on the floor in this old bathroom. <laughs> we were washing masks. It was crazy. And then, uh, so fast forward another couple of years, and um, we went to uh, the second location where they moved Cobar Towers to uh, called Al Garage or Al's Garage in the middle of nowhere. We're still in tents. And I was pretty much with my same crew. Did you go there too? Uh, I've been to, I've been to Saudi, but yeah. not there. So we're all in tents. Well, they're building stuff. We got uh, uh, the the TSNs coming out, or what are they called? The TSNs, TT, what well, I don't know. TCNs. There you go. TCNs coming out, building, building, and stuff. So uh, before we went, I was with the same crew, and this guy named Matt. Like I said, he's a one of my. He's a senior airman. He did time in Korea. This guy was just like you guys. So hilarious, and did all kinds of crazy stuff. What? Co- which base in Korea? I wasn't. He was. He was. Well, he was at Kunsan. Oh, okay, okay. So uh, we go over. Uh, we get in our little tents, and he pulls this kiddie pool out of his bag. Right? I'm like, what are you doing? What are you doing? A damn kiddie pool, dude. Right? So we he puts it out in our little. So we had tents. We had this little outside area in front of our tent that was covered in that camouflage netting crap. He puts mm-hmm. it down, and he goes, we're going to fill this up with water. And we are explicitly told, do not waste the drinking water, right? Do not waste. Right. Because, like, there, you just don't want to do that. They had, and they also had, like, on that little base, they also had this weird little pool thing that had uh, non-potable water, like the water you showered with and stuff. So he's yeah. like, you'll see, you'll see. So the next day he he stands outside the tent and he waits for this dude that's driving around this water truck that's filling up the tanks for the, the showers and stuff. And and he stops him and he goes back into his bag and he pulls out. And as you guys well know, pilot's gloves are like gold, right? Yeah. He pulls out this box of pilot's gloves and he does this deal with this guy on the street. The guy goes and does what he needs to do, and he comes back over, and he throws nuts, non-potable water. He throws this big hose in our kiddie pool, and he fills it up with water. And we're like, hey, thanks. I'm like, well, Matt, what did you do? And he's like, yeah, I just you know, traded a box of size 10 gloves. And he goes, these, these maintenance guys all love gloves. So he guy fills up our pool. About uh, two weeks goes by. And the base commander is running around the little tent city area. It's about a square mile. And he stops in front of our tent and knocks on the door. And he's like, come out. And he's, and he's, by the way, this is one of those guys that like wears normal clothes when he's running, but he wears his hat that has those Fulberg Colonel insignia on it. Yeah. Yeah. One of those fucking guys, right? So he's like, I want whoever's. <laughs> 
I want to know who filled this pool up. And he's just going crazy. This is a gross waste of water. He keeps saying this is a gross waste of water. You can't be doing this. And he's like, how did you get this? And and Matt's like, hey, I, I talked to somebody and we borrowed a truck and filled it up. You know, he's not going to rat anybody out. He goes, no, you didn't. You pulled that water buffalo over here with drinking water and you filled it up with drinking water. And he's like, no. Like, no, I didn't. Right. So he starts, he's arguing with him. And our boss, Eric, is like elbows him. He's like, shut up. You know, shut up, Matt. So Matt shuts up and he's like, I, by the time I get back around here on my run, I better see that pool gone. So we had the, they had to sign up. We had the pool rules, like no peeing in the pool, no eating in the pool, things like that. And he crossed that out. And we took garbage pails and dumped all the water out of it. And, Every time he did it, Matt would scream out, gross waste of water every time the, the colonel would run by. It was just ridiculous. Joe. Dude, you're not kidding. You're not kidding about those uh those pilot oh. gloves, man. I dude, I traded I traded a dude in the desert one time for some gloves, for some DVDs. <laughs> it's the best decision yeah, I've made man, in my life, man. The best. They're like you know, you know those dudes over there, over there in Overnose Country have the best. Oh yeah, they did. Man. You know, <laughs> the, you mean the DVDs that you're watching, and you see somebody in the audience stand up and walk across the screen? <laughs> those fucking DVDs. Yeah. It just turns into a different language yeah. halfway through. The movie's not even out in America yet. <laughs> <laughs> the fucking camera falls over and shit, so you got to turn your head for the. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those are the best. They cost like three dollars, and you traded one hundred and eighteen dollars worth of flight gloves for three DVDs. <laughs> oh, in one roll. <laughs> that was, of course, real, right? Of course. So, uh, a month later, uh, unfortunately, we had a pilot that goes down. Uh, he survived. Uh, they were doing a call sign thing, and they ended up uh, re call signing him to the name deuce so uh we got all his stuff back so he stood outside of his airplane and just waited for the cavalry to come they came and picked him up brought him back they brought they ended up a couple weeks later bringing back the airplane the ejection seat so they dumped the ejection seat off with us and the parachute so they're like hey this guy this probably belongs to you guys here just take it so we're like okay well can't do nothing with it so we grab it and we bring it back to the hooch and my guys wait until uh, the boss goes to work. And another one of my guys is just like you, like I said, his name is, is Josh. Josh decides that he throws on his rollerblades and he puts on a harness and he attaches the parachute to his harness. And he's like, all right, guys, all I need you to do. Fuck this guy he he brought him with him. <laughs> so, right? So, oh, the, my, hey, man, this is the 90s. Rollerblades were cool back then. That's not one of the things I think. Right. Me neither. <laughs> I don't know why he had him, but yeah, yeah I guess yeah. that was his, his thing. He was, this is the same dude that like dyed his hair purple one day and then came to work. <laughs> Boss comes out. He's like, what the? fuck is wrong with you and he's like uh i'll go shave it so he went and shaved his head and had to dye it black the next day it was horrible so so he's packing right he's packing his shit and he's going over his list and he's like oh he's down to footwear and he goes Poop. <laughs> yeah flip-flop for showers Yo, you can get back and forth from the table to the ctk uh real quick on rollerblades <laughs> my place. My rollerblades <laughs> got him. So almost left him, bitches. So so he has the other four of us. Or other yeah, there's four of us, and he's like, "Here's what you're gonna do. I'm gonna strap it to me. You guys go grab that chute and then fluff it up in the air when the wind comes up. And I'm gonna try to rollerblade <laughs> with the chute dragging me down the road. Well, I guess. Uh, Dude, do you have pictures of this motherfucker? Because you need I, to post I do not. in the Facebook group. I do not. I, I wish I did, but I don't. I, I bet you, I think that Josh or Matt probably has those pictures. Hopefully they're listening. They'll post it, hopefully. So um, it's like lunchtime, and he has, it, he has it fluffed up, and we like we've failed a couple times. The wind's just not blowing right, and he fluffed it up. Finally, he just gets it to where it's starting to pull him. He gets about 100 yards, and... Luckily, it was just our boss. He comes around the corner in the bread van, 
and just and he was one of those hotheads, man. You know, you you remember those supervisors, the guys that like screw themselves into the roof over every little QC write up or before you get an inspection. Those guys will freak out over everything. So he freaks yeah. out. He runs the he runs the truck into the chute to get it deflated, and then and Josh ends up smacking in the front of the truck like he didn't get hit hard or anything. He still kept on his feet. And Eric just went nuts on all of us, pulls us all into the tent, he's yelling, screaming at all of us. Like he's like, he's like, I am writing an LOR for every one of you guys involved in this. He's like, I want to know who was all involved. And of course, Josh was like, it was just me. Those guys told me not to do it. So he was cool. He he kept it to himself. He ended up getting an LOR over it. But like, like I will never, I will never forget shoots the rollerblades, man. I will never forget that as long as I live. That's, that's so, a t-shirt idea right there. Right. I guarantee you could probably YouTube that shit and find some dumbass gotta, doing that somewhere. Yeah, we gotta get with a graphic designer and get that worked out. <laughs> Shoots and rollerblades. Yeah, so uh I'll t- last story about about um Saudi Arabia and Iraq. So or sorry, Saudi Arabia and that place. So he was uh <sighs> we're all sitting around in the tent one night and we all have our little spank tank set up so you can't see each right. other. As um do the go ahead. As one does. You know, you gotta gotta you gotta right. have like your masturbatorium all set up. <laughs> your tissues, you got your tissues, you got your fucking lotion. You got... And yo, and you got to think about this. Okay, so he's talking about back in the day. This is 95. He didn't even have the internet. He yeah. had to use like he had yeah. to use like a Sears catalog. They didn't have toilet paper. Yeah, man, we didn't have cell phones. We didn't have the internet. They didn't have toilet shit. paper back then either. So they were wiping their asses with that same Sears catalog. You know that. Yep. Using our left hand to shake over <laughs> their right. <laughs> We're all sitting around one night, and you guys all know this. If you've ever been deployed, like, and, and you're in a group environment, I don't know if you guys were ever like in a tent or anything, but the conversations always lead to a couple different things, right? Sex, food, and and the last thing is people start to get a little sentimental. So one night the guys are like. Hey man, what what movies what movies make you cry back at home, right? And this because <laughs> he's watching a like he had a he had a little uh, uh, we did have DVDs and we weren't using VCRs, right? So he was watching Rudy, and he started tearing up. And one of the guys gave him shit about it, right? And he's like, man, Ru- Rudy gets me every time. Of course, we're all sitting in our little spank tanks. We're like, yeah, Rudy, Rudy gets us too, whatever. And he's like, Sharp, you know what movie makes you? And I'm like, ah, Rudy gets me, and then. Some other guy was like this, and some other guy says that's that, that. Gets around to our boss. We're like, hey, boss, you know, what movie get what what show gets you going? And he's like, man, I don't want to say you guys are gonna fuck with me. And I'm like, we're like, come on, Greg, I'm on. He's like, all right, if I tell you guys the time that I cried while watching the show, you got to promise to never tell another living soul as long as you live. And we're all like, <laughs> and you guys know that <laughs> when somebody says that. It's about to go. You go when somebody <laughs> says that to Sharky, he goes on a podcast. Goddamn right, the entire planet. Everybody, everybody <laughs> who's listening, you're now part of it. You you got to swear yourself to secrecy right now. <laughs> <laughs> so he goes, this dude. So he goes, all right. So we're of course we all we all like yeah we swear. This dude goes, all right. There was this episode on Little House on the Prairie. <laughs> Where the youngest daughter loses her eyesight, <laughs> right? God damn! And he's like, "I cry my eyes out." Now, of course, the whole tent erupts in laughter. He's like, "Come on, guys, you can't be doing that shit to me, blah blah." You promise, blah blah. So we're not saying anything. So they put me. I was the youngest guy at the time. They put me on shift with him and in the mornings, and we're all sitting around a bunch of tables. And you guys all know the whole y'all. Hayes, the youngest guy in the room, and unfortunately, I was in a room full of staff sergeants, tech sergeants, and and I, and I was a, I think I just made airman or A1C mm-hmm. at the time, and 
and they're all like, giving me shit. And they're like, man, you're, I got you're it. in the guard, right? And no, I, this, this, I was okay, actually, I was gonna say, man, everybody I've ever met in the guard, like they were a master sergeant within like two years of being in the middle. <laughs> yeah, if you're in the right place, right time, it can happen. No, man, I was active duty. I did, I did active duty before I, I did the whole reserve thing. So, um, so he goes, so they're all sitting around. And they're like, man, I got, I got boots older than you. And I got, you know, I got t-shirts and uniforms older than you. And they're all giving me a bunch of shit, whatever. This one guy goes, I got, I got pieces of shit in jars older than you. And I'm like, I'm like, motherfucker, <laughs> you, you shit in jars and keep them? Like, what's wrong with you? Right. So we're all going back and forth. And then my boss starts razzing me, man. And he, he normally wasn't the kind of guy that razzes people. So it was just kind of, he was kind of hitting home. I, I got to tell you, I was getting a little upset. So I was like, and he's like, yeah, man, I got boots older than you. Blah, blah. He's giving me shit. And I was like, yeah, well, at least I don't cry a little house on the prairie episode. Oh! And the whole, the, oh, and the whole <laughs> place like erupts in laughter. And they, they like look at him to like verify. And of course his face goes beet red and he just walks out of the room. Now they're really rolling. They're laughing their asses off. Dude, and I'm like, and they're like, oh man, you are so dead. Cause like Eric was not a small fella. He's like 6'3, 250. Like he's not a not a small dude. So he's like, about three hours later, he he rolls back in. I got all my inspections done. And he's like, Shargy, outside mobility band right now. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. <laughs> so I go out the mobility band. Mobility band is kind of set up in this little L shape, so you can't see from the street behind the mobility band, and you can't see from pretty much any direction. So we go over in that little crook of the little L, and I'm like, "Oh man, this is gonna be bad, right?" So he he's like, "Man, where I'm from, people don't punk people like that." And I don't know why he used that word. I just laughed at him, and he's like. Where I'm from, he's like, any any other time, any other place, if we were in the military, I'd have whooped your ass right then and there. And I was like, I took my top off, and I was like, don't let that stop you. And he got this look on his face like, oh, shit, like, he's calling me out. And I was like, and if you even think about giving me an LSC, you wait until I tell somebody else about this, and you lost your profession, your, you know, your military bearing and your professionalism. So and he gets all pissed off at me. I'm all red faced. I'm, I'm ready to go. And he's like, he's like, go for a walk. And I'm like, what? He's like, go for a walk. I get, I go for whatever. And I do what I, what I'm told. I come back and uh, he's like, don't you ever mention this to anyone else. And I'm like, okay, whatever. <laughs> so I got out of Scott free. I got lucky on that one, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> that he stole your blanket. Like, Note to self: Don't tell Sharky shit. <laughs> you will fucking tell everybody. Hey, so so Sharky, before we uh, start wrapping this episode up, um, tell us uh, at what point in your career did you start? Um, yeah, so uh, after the bombing uh, in '96, uh, went back home and. And, uh, you know, there are those guys out there that have some pretty bad PTSD problems. And I, I, I assume that's what it was. I never went to a doctor or anything for it, but, um, I would have really bad nightmares and, you know, things like that in the middle of the night. And one night I just woke up and started writing the stuff that I was dreaming about my first book and you can't really get it. So it is what it is, uh, was about cannibals. That were uh, killing people and then serving them. uh, They also owned a restaurant and serving them to the locals that didn't know that they were eating people. And uh, a few years later, I wrote my second book. It's called Nocturnal Awakenings. You can go on Amazon.com and look it up. You could probably get it for free if you have a Kindle subscription. Uh, If not, please feel free to buy it because that actually puts a little bit of money in my bank account. Not much, but it's there. Um, so yeah, that's kind of how I, I coped with things, if you will, not trying to sound like a a bitch or anything, but it is what it is. You know, I, uh, I just wrote a lot and I still do to this day. I write, I write a lot. So it's one of those things I have, a I got, I have, I I would, I'm not that good. I'm no Stephen King by any means, but I write more, uh, uh, shorter chapters that are more to the point. Uh, Kyle, did did you read it? I really enjoyed it, man. 
Um, I don't want to give too much away, but like you really grabbed my attention very, uh, he's... very early on in the book. Like what happened in Nocturnal Awakenings very early on in the book. Holy shit. You had my full attention. Like I almost didn't even want to parent that day. I was like, go fucking play in the road. Like I don't even care. <laughs> Is he? Uh, we all we all know. Roman yeah. Henry, so, look, look, everybody, look, anybody that's listening right now, don't believe the shit that's coming out of Kyle's mouth. He read the fucking back of the book. All right, told Sharky he read it. That was what happened. Okay, he fucking he looked it up on the fucking Lugal machine. Note to self: Don't tell. Yeah, I read your book. You he didn't read shit. <laughs> uh, all right, I'll give you. I'll give you one. Can I give you one last story? I know we're running out of time here. Can you one story? All right. So, yeah, yeah go ahead. Um, real quick. So, this is Iraq. So, I'm in Iraq. And one of the things they tell you when you go in for your briefings when you deploy is don't adopt any wild animals around here. In Iraq, they had a bunch of like what we would consider domestic animals, like they had wild dogs, and they had cats running around everywhere, feral animals running around everywhere. Now, like if you get caught, you're getting automatically an Article 15 and you're going home, right? So, (laughs) so we're like, okay. So everybody took that fairly, fairly seriously. Well, uh, I go into the, the, uh, one of the clamshells one night because one of my pilots punched a hole in the back of a helmet, um, for the alert status guys. And I see this cat come out of the room, like a little kitten, little little orange kitten. I'm like, Hey, what the hell's going on with this cat? They're like, hey man, you can't tell nobody. Don't tell nobody nothing. But we got we found this cat, this kitten when we first got here. It was the one the only one that was alive in the little bunch that we found. And we nursed it back to health. And now like he just hangs around us. We got a little spot in the bottom of this locker. And he comes over and he, you know, he cuddles up in there. We we feed him as much as we can, you know. He's like, it's really cool. Like he's become our little mascot. And I'm like, okay, whatever, man. So I go, I go back to the hooch, right? Uh, a couple months go by, whatever. And uh, you guys, were you guys in Iraq? You know what you guys? I was in Balad. No, <laughs> no, I wasn't allowed to go there. Balad, okay. So you remember the bees, man? The the are you the, the bees. Yeah. The what? Yeah. Well, they were like, like, like so hornets, they man. were like bumblebees. Big ass desert fucking flying stinging machines. Yeah, those things are wicked. Like my first day there, this is no joke. My first day there, I'm sitting at a chow hall and I'm, I'm eating outside. And this army guy's like, "Dude, how long have you been here?" I'm like, I, "My first day." And he's like, "Watch this shit." And he like eats this chicken wing and he throws it on the ground. And the bees just attack yeah. this chicken wing and just clean it and fly away. <laughs> Meat eating bees, man. Not joking, right? These things, dude. That's that's what it was like uh, at my house growing up. You throw some food on the ground, the roaches would just come and fucking cover it. So, so these bees were all were, were fucking eating machines, right? These things are crazy. So, uh, I'm I'm back at the the shop doing some work. Step outside to have a cigarette, and we're getting attacked by bees all the time. So, one of my supervisors calls uh, the the people that are in the air force that come take care of uh, animals, right? So they make sure the birds don't get in the air and the, aircraft intakes and things like that they also take care of you know shit in base housing if you got an ant problem or whatever well they take care of bees so this dude rolls over tough as nails he's an old guard guy got you know he's like a tech sergeant like 78 years old rolls up in this old beat up pickup truck in the back of him he pulls out this burlap sack and he walks up to this bees nest and he just like wraps up in the bees and sprays some stuff around and throws in the back of his truck well around the corner from from the building i was standing next to which is the ops and intel building comes this cat little little kitten little orange kitten and i'm like oh shit and he's like oh little cat is this this your cat i'm like hell no i don't know where that cat get from i don't know whose cat that is and he's like He's like, oh, he's like, okay, well, oh, God. Like, yeah, you know, we get cats and dogs, like, no problem. And uh, he like reaches down, he pets him and picks him up. And he's like, man, this guy's lovey, you know, he's a cute little cat. Reaches in the back of his truck, picks up a burlap, <laughs> throws the cat in the burlap sack, wraps it up, 
throws it the back of his truck. He's like, well, all right, well, see you later. <laughs> he just takes off. Damn, dude. God damn. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I mean, I hate cats, but I don't want to throw a cat. Well, they had to do that dude, stuff. Fuck. But yeah, I, I end up getting interrogated by a group of freaking uh, crew chiefs about where their cat was. <laughs> they're like, I told the story. They're like, dude, you're the one. I'm like, I didn't say shit to the guy. What am I supposed to do? Like, beat him up and take the cat away? Like, I, I can't do that shit. So, uh, yeah, it's all kinds of crazy stuff. But. Yeah. Yeah, that's. No. Hey, no. so, uh, go ahead. I'm sorry. So, uh, before we end the show, um, Let's do okay. the, uh, the lightning round real I'm, quick. I'm ready. <laughs> you re- are you ready for this? Okay. All right. Uh, Captain Crunch. Favorite cereal. Go. I thought you were going to say motherfucker. <laughs> I can't eat Captain Crunch, dude. shit rips the, bo- <laughs> so the top worth, of your mouth, oh, man. Fuck. <laughs> Fuck Captain Crunch. Yeah, you got to eat the yellow first and then eat No, no. There's Captain Crunch. No, you, you listen, you motherfuckers. He said Captain Crunch. He didn't say Captain Crunch. Well, with I met with, he said regular old I went with Crunch Bears because you don't. Nobody buys a regular old Captain yeah, Crunch. Yeah, crazy. Was he a fucking psychopath? You like? I don't know, dude. Yeah, you're a second. Only whack jobs don't buy it with <laughs> berries. You gotta get it. With Tupac. All right, uh, Tupac or Biggie? Yeah. Tupac. All right, all right. Nineties guy. So, uh, all right. Best Mike, mm. Jackson, Jordan, See, Tyson. You know, you can't say Jackson, I would say. So I would say. <laughs> forget about forget about the documentary. <laughs> Pretend that documentary does not exist. Okay, my gut says go, greatest go all-time best Mike ever is Jordan. Tongue out, slamming basketballs. That dude's a legend. Okay, okay. Respect, respect. Okay, um, which is the better feeling? Sex, petting a brand new puppy, or going to bed knowing you have <sighs> nothing to do the next day? I don't know, man. I'll that tell you, dude, a ten years man. ago, <laughs> I would have said sex hands down. But uh, I don't know. It It's kind of a draw between knowing I got, yeah, you know what? I'm going to stick. I'm just going to say sex. Sex is a better feeling. I can handle work. Wife listens to the show. All right, all right, all right. Yeah, she does, actually. Yeah, My wife's is. awesome. <laughs> I got to say that, shit. I'm going to yep. get my ass kicked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what? Anytime you want to be on the yeah. show, Mr. Show. Get you on. We know a guy. Get you in there. Holler at your boy. Hey, I, did, I didn't think that I was going to come on a podcast and have the host try to hit on my wife and shit, man. That's fucked up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, motherfucker, you didn't think a lot of shit, did you? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, yeah she sent them. Yeah, she sent them. for them cookies, yeah, girl. Man. How'd you do that anyway, dude? I've met you on. <laughs> how'd, you, how'd you make that? Uh, <laughs> no, no. I mean, I didn't want to say I'll, that. Uh, right. I'll explain. Well, there's only really four things that a woman looks for in a man, right? We all know that, right? So money, I thought, yeah, I was personality, personality, right? Looks like it, like if you can make your woman laugh, right? And then mm-hmm. looks, and then a uh, uh, big dick, yeah. right? And I got no Man, money. I only got one of them. I'm definitely not a good-looking motherfucker. So. It's got to be my personality. That's it's got to be personality, right? It's got to be my personality. <laughs> Sharky oh, slang it up. If you're into dudes with personality and little dicks. Better <laughs> 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 yeah. oh. with benefits, yo. <laughs> so. All right, man. Oh, well, just, um, you want to? Uh, you got anything you want to? I'm plug? just gonna plug the book. I actually had a friend that was supposed to get a website up for her uh, her restaurant, but she didn't get it up yet, so I can't. I can't what, plug what's that. The, uh, restaurant name? Uh, just, so, you know what? You put me on the spot. Her name's Karina. Um, I and 
I don't know what the restaurant. It was oh Kuna, K U N A. So um, I would just say it, everyone that's out there listening, if you find a, a veteran um, business or anything, anything that's veteran owned and operated, like you know Black Rifle or or anyone, any anybody that's veteran operated, veterans with benefits, listen to those podcasts, go to those restaurants, drink that coffee. Do that stuff because veterans are uh, need that shit when they yeah. get out. And that's all we're trying to do, man, is help help people. You know, definitely. Yeah, entertain, help oh, the community. Yeah. You entertain know, the masses. Um, but yeah. for real, uh, when she does get that website up, uh, Sharky, go ahead and throw it on our Facebook page for every. I will. Sure, I absolutely will. Yeah, everybody that's listening, uh, go look up Sharky's book, um, <laughs> and then tell read it and tell me what happens in it. Not, no, baby. no my wife's on the front cover. I'm not reading it. Word, yeah, you like it? She has a red Word. eye and she's veiled, but she's on it. Um, so, <laughs> all right, yeah. Yeah, that's how we got her, dude. That's how we got her. That's how we not that now we know. Hey, hey girl, you want to be on the cover? Nocturnal of my Awakenings book? sounds a lot like Nocturnal Emissions, but it's not quite like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, right. I am. I'm a so, yeah, the, the whole book. I was waiting for somebody to wake up with jizz in their panties, but nope. No, that the the. <laughs> You did not read the All whole right. book. So, the, the, the I'm lady. saying that. We already got him on the podcast. He's already a guest. You ain't gotta you ain't gotta say he you read his book. We've been talking for an hour. You didn't read shit. Uh, Should have been a comedian rolling. I colored it. Colored. I know. Still got time. All right. So all right, man. Well uh let's get out of here. Um Thanks for being on the show, man. And you know, you yeah. know we're gonna have you back on as soon as we run out of guests. No problem. We're gonna start recycling the motherfuckers that start. Yeah. All right, guys. Ooh, Thanks cool, a lot. Cool. I really do appreciate uh, the opportunity, and I, I, I hope it's it's one of the good episodes. I bet, I bet oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's definitely the fucking longest episode. Oh uh, yeah, it's, like I think it's gonna. Ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, rest in peace, Jelly. Miss you. All right, man. Well, um, rest, rest in peace, Belfi. Rest in peace. All right, All see right. You guys, Thanks a lot, uh, man. See you next week. Thanks for being on the show, see man. Ya. Peace. See you. Peace.